Hi, is uh, is this thing on? Hello? Okay. Well, my name is Cheyenne Tyler Jacobs, and I am the host of As I Was Saying Podcast. Consider me your best friend that's not just going to let you sit there and think problematic thoughts. So sit back, relax, make sure you're following us on Instagram, As I Was Saying Podcast. Follow me, she will speak, and let's get it popping on this week's episode. Hello everyone, this is Cheyenne Tyler Jacobs, host of As I Was Saying Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So I am so excited to be here once again speaking with y'all. So thank you to everyone who's been listening. We are almost at a thousand downloads, almost at 25 episodes. So please continue to listen. Please continue to share because I'm really excited to know that not only are people listening, but I was so happy that on our Instagram page, and that is As I Was Saying Podcast on Instagram, People have been engaging on the content throughout the week, which means that you guys are obviously loving what is being talked about. So thank you so much for that. And, you know, we have some surprises in store, little design changes, some structure changes, because I definitely want to make sure that what I'm talking about also engages what's happening in the world. And also having interviews and conversations that are meaningful and that really reflect what's happening. So I have some dope, dope, dope interviews that are coming up, dope interviews that I'm playing now, so excited about it. So this this episode, we're going to be jumping on a bunch of topics because again, I want to use this platform to really be able to speak with y'all and have, you know, even if it's just me on here talking, engage with what is happening. So first and foremost, we need to discuss something quite serious that that happened this week. So on Monday... August 17th at 2.15 a.m. in L.A., in Hollywood, three trans women were brutally attacked. Brutally attacked, y'all. And not only, not only were they attacked, but their attackers recorded, mocked, and even had the audacity. Like, they sat there and decided that this was okay to post a video on YouTube, Instagram, wherever the hell they put it, making fun of them. And I'm going to need us to do a lot better. And these three women were women of color. I'll be honest, I am not sure if all three of them were black trans women. However, black trans women and trans women of color are being killed at an alarming rate. And what is really disgusting and sad and just horrible about what happened is that it is coming from our own communities. These black cisgendered men attacked these three trans women for existing. That's all they did. They they were existing. They were enjoying their life. They were walking and just to themselves. And they were attacked for what? And then one of the saddest parts in the incident and in the video, because this goes out to all of my, you know, people who... Why don't we just call law enforcement? Da, da, da. Cops are seen in the video literally rolling by them. Like they could have stopped, arrested these people on site, on site. They could have even at minimum given these women the care and the medical attention that they needed because one of them was knocked unconscious and they just kept rolling by. And that speaks to so many levels of just, again, who gets protected by this police system and who was allowed to just be 
continuously killed and tossed to the side. And But that's not this episode. This episode is not, once again, talking about the lack of justice within our police and justice system. This this section right here is really talking about the, the transphobia that is running rampant in all of our communities, but especially in the Black community that we need to address. We need to address our, our inner transphobia because there are too many, too many Black trans folks being killed, especially Black trans women. And I've said it before and I've said it again. You cannot say all Black lives matter. You can't be like, yo, these Black lives matter. Black lives matter. You know, everyone who's Black lives matter. When on Instagram... People are posting someone literally possibly on the brink of death and they they did not matter. And to give these three trans women, you know, I feel like what is needed, the justice that they deserve, I encourage y'all because, of course, you know, these, these people are cowards. They decided to uh, shut down their pages and X, Y, and Z, but luckily... They were able to um, identify, I believe, one or two people in these videos. So um, I encourage y'all to be on social media if you're someone like myself who's on social media and help to either identify or call attention to it. I think um, just, you know, this week, I'm not sure if they were able to get LAPD's attention on it, but we really, y'all, this is just very disappointing. So I would like to, again, to Eden Estrada, who was also Eden Dahl, um, Jocelyn Busnet and Jocelyn um, Flawless, we, we need to do better. And I am sorry for the three of them that they had to encounter this because this is the thing about violence that I feel like a lot of people don't realize, y'all. The thing is with violence especially hate crimes, crimes against your identity, that does not go away. You know, I am happy that they are physically, you know, physically okay, because it, it, it's, to see, to see someone in your community, especially someone who is very marginalized, face violence, is just so hard. But the mental and the emotional trauma that now sits with them experiencing this incident is going to be lasting a lifetime. And I pray and I hope to Eden, Jocelyn, and Jocelyn that all three of you are able to take that journey, you know, of, of just being able to not feel that, whether it's, it's you know, being traumatized whether it is feeling any type of shame towards your identity because there is no shame in standing in who you are. And honestly, I am just, like I said, you can hear it in my voice, I am just very speechless. And I am even more speechless and doing my part. And, you know, I encourage people to donate and I will put some items in the show note where you can donate to support um, trans black lives and, like again, especially um, black trans women. But do your part in educating yourself, do your part in understanding and, and not only, and this is the thing, because again, I feel like when we talk about racism, right, we will tell, we would tell people who weren't black, it's not just about being anti-racist, right? You got to actively in your daily life be 
advocating, doing the work, unlearning, X, Y, and Z, right? Well, it's the same thing here. It's not enough to just you yourself be sitting there like, uh, I might have these things inside of me where it's like, I don't agree or da, 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 but I'm not going to say anything because I'm not violent. But you're not checking your person in the group chat that is making jokes or that is violent or, you know, if somebody throws out a question like, uh, what happens if you were to meet somebody that was transgender and they're like, oh, like I would probably fight and da, 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 da. And if you're seeing those things and you're not calling them out, you're not correcting people on site, like you're a problem. And I think we also across the board, whether we're talking about racism, homophobia, transphobia, sexism, we need to realize it's not enough for you yourself to not vocalize, you know, because again, just because somebody don't say that, you know, racist things does not make them you know, not a racist. It could definitely be internalized. So I think we need to like erase this, this, this narrative that because I'm quiet about things, that means I'm not a part of the issue. No, because you're allowing it to happen in your space. Right. And so I think we need to do this work on our own to learn. Like I said, I'm doing that because I want to really help and I really want to do more than what I'm doing now. Because what I think for me, and this is what I really thought about because, you know, I see, um, we see things come across the social media page all the time. You know, all of these people who just in 2020 alone across the board that were murdered. Right. And the, one of the things I thought about, about these three, these three women was the fact that they, they, so, um, they actually have really big followings. If I'm not mistaken, they're influencers and one's a model. Right. So they have big followings. All I can think about was imagine that person that didn't have social media or the person who didn't have a big following and, you know, their thing, their, their post, you know, their incident only got shared or made it barely outside of their community. Right. So think about that for a minute, that because they have these big followings, they have access to, to a larger platform of people but the majority do not. And that's why we really need, we really have to be sure we are serving and helping and under, and not even, and again, I'm not going to say understand at this point, actively trying to learn and unlearn how to help these communities. Right. Because like I said, I thought about that, like, yo, like if, 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 it, if they couldn't get justice and these, you know, are three people who I think most of us would consider like, okay, like, we don't picture anything bad happening because it's like, well, you're safe and you have this following and people, you know, love and understand you and da, 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 da. And then even to see these incidents, like people posting about it and people in the comments, like their statements and how, you know, just transphobic they are and just how wrong they are. It's like, oh my gosh, which goes back to what I feel like we should all know. But I think sometimes we want to believe we're making these changes when we have to do more doesn't matter how much money you have, doesn't matter how much, you know, opportunities you have, doesn't matter your, your education level, it doesn't matter all of those things. If you are someone within these marginalized and institutionally oppressed communities, you know, you, you can easily, easily fall victim to the system and, and, and have these violent acts towards you. So I just want to say that as well, because again, I definitely am someone who made the mistake of, of almost thinking like, oh my God, but like, you would think that with all of these good things around, like this would not happen, but it very much does. 
very much does. And yeah, so I, that had to be the first thing I say. Like I said, I'm actively now um, really trying to understand more um, about supporting black trans women um, because I understand, which I understand, but understood before this incident that the violence that comes across their community is so disgusting and, and it's just, it's just, it's something that again, we have to put a lot of work into. And then seeing this this week really made me go like, okay, Cheyenne, like what more could you really be doing? Like you should be doing more, especially since again, in this video, the hate was coming from our community. And I say our, as in these are again, three women of color, I'm a woman of color. So understanding that it's like, wow, like these were people that look like me that were harming them. So that was that. And I, yeah, I, I think y'all can hear it in my voice. I'm just, I'm just, hmm. And so going off of that and, you know, going now into, um, I think a topic we have all, all been seeing on social media, um, the WAP. You know, we are still very much talking about the WAP. So this is, this is my issue at this point. I understand why y'all, why y'all be caring about the WAP like that. Like, what is, like, what is the problem with this song? When, um, I was even just driving home today and I think it was 2 Chainz's birthday and it was like, all I want for my birthday is a big booty. Ooh, all I want for my birthday is a big booty. Ooh, or, and and it's just like, bro, like what's like really what's good. And I think if we really want to have this conversation, I think we need to understand that I will say this again and again and again. We have no problem objectifying women until women just stand in their own. You know, I see people posting, well, people might think you're a hoe and people might think you're this. And then you have women going, okay, and and so what? What if, what if, what if, first of all, number one, why am I this term because I'm standing in my sexuality? And then two, which I love this one, and if I am, that's fine. Like, again, you, we could feel however you want to feel about Amber Rose. But the one thing I did like that she said, like, why is it called a walk of shame? Who's shameful? Who is shameful? And so we need to address that with women, especially black women own their sexuality, are expressing their sexuality. It's a problem. You got Cielo Greed up in here talking about, oh, this the problem, blah, 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 blah. People out here posting, what are we teaching these young girls? Um, I think we teaching them this, like, you know, more than y'all are because not for nothing. What are we teaching young girls? What are you teaching them? Telling them that they, that they can't wear spaghetti straps or a dress in school because they're distracting men or they're distracting boys. So, you know, not for nothing. If we really want to play this game, what are we teaching? I think we're teaching more of like, listen, I'm happy to walk around like this. If you can't, if you can't control yourself, that's you and you, you're the problem. And then this is, this is also an issue I got. This is an issue I got. And it's not with WAP. I, I, I like the song and I, and I, I'm, and I'm here as in, I like the song and I just like, honestly, how proud Cardi B and Make the Stallion are. But I got a problem with some people out here dancing to WAP, celebrating WAP, Especially my non, um, as my woman of color, as my mom would call them, my brothers and sisters in Christ, 
how y'all out here whopping, but I ain't see nobody talking about supporting black women's e- like equal pay. I ain't see nobody talk about Black Lives Matter, but y'all out here dancing to WAP. So, you know, why, why are, and you know what, I don't even need to ask why are, because I, I read the feminism, y'all, so I understand why. We need to stop using black women, because black women, I feel like we get used, like, in so many different ways. One, I'm gonna need my brothers and sisters in Christ, okay, to stop using black women as their sexual expression and their and their excuse to now want to discover their sexuality okay we are not we are not that for you you cannot want to ignore us when it comes to let's talk about equal pay when it comes to talking about respect when it comes to talking about this like y'all can't be like nah y'all fine over there but when we we want to do something sexy and cool it's like let's appropriate that and let's do that and let's join that wave no number one I'm going to need um, this narrative as a whole of patriarchy and misogyny as a whole to stop exploiting women. But when women want to do this, it is a problem. Because like I said, if you, listen, if you don't like any sexual music like that, bet, got you, don't listen. But that's only if you don't like it as a whole. Because I feel like we want to get real technical again. It's not the problem as a whole. It's a problem with women. And my last one is, y'all, Meg the Stallion got shot and nobody was there for that. Now y'all calling, oh, well, it's because you do this, you do that. So I like how before this incident of violence happened to her, everybody was like, yay, Meg, yay, Meg, yay. Meg gets shot and then it's like, well, you know, it's because you're so sexy that you do this and da-da-da-da. And again, goes back to... How we see black women, how we see black women's sexuality. People will put our sexuality on display. People will use our sexuality as their own. But the moment that we're violated because of our, because of anything, because that's not our sexuality that we're violated. Where you know it is a power dynamic. It is wanting to hurt and and just destroy us. Okay, but the narrative will be like, oh well, you got this violent act, whether it be sexual assault, whether it be physical harm, whether it be X, Y, and Z, because of your sexuality. And it's like, huh? What? So that's WAP, y'all. And like I said, I'm working, I'm working on, you know, doing a little more things with the podcast as far as like cutting things up because I need to learn that, you know, how to give y'all commercial breaks. But the last thing I want to talk about, so I don't know anybody up in here watches Umbrella Academy, but like I have, let me pull out my notes. We're going to go through some of what happened in season two for me and my theory. So can we talk about the fact like the dad is a whole alien and like, what is he about? I personally think he's the father to all of them special children. And I think, you know, Ben might be his favorite or like his actual spawn because you could tell from how he was sounding eating people that he is like this almost like, um... I think like octopus type of thing and like from what we've seen Ben has like this monster that comes out of his out of his thing so that's one we're gonna table Ben for a minute so can we talk about how Vanya gave the powers to Harlan right and then she took him back so I was debating this with some people because they're like well maybe you know she left some powers over because in the last episode you see Harlan spinning the toy in his hand listen I don't think they would write it like they just left that boy over some powers. What I think happened is she unlocked powers in him. So I was talking to one of my friends about this. So he thinks that they're actually, instead of just not even time traveling, they're actually in different dimensions because that boy is important. And I want to know what's happening to him. So 
We're going to talk about that. Um, what's next? Diego apparently his power is not just wielding knives, which I, you know, mistakenly thought it was. That's the only thing you really see him do. But then somebody corrected me and said, like, in season one, he threw a pen. I was like, oh, okay. Because when he stopped them bullets, like, first of all, the last episode has so many things happening, y'all, that I can honestly say, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what is happening? Because, yo, he just stopped them bullets, and I'm just like, what? And so, um, I don't think we ever addressed and I still would like it to be addressed why Klaus never told anybody that Ben was there now this is another debate again me and my me and my friend had who was holding on to who because my friend was like yo I think Klaus didn't tell anybody because technically he held Ben like he was very selfish for that da 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 I was like, skirt, they 14 years old, you know, and he was like, oh, well, he was drinking back then. He was drinking to silence the dead people that come out and talk to him. And not for nothing, his whole alien dad, like, locked him when he was four years old, like, in, in the graveyard until he talked to the spirits. So I don't blame Klaus for trying to raise his brother from the dead. Like, I do not blame him at all. And honestly, I think if we want to talk about who was holding who, Ben was holding Klaus because Ben knew he could leave. And he, you know, allowed Klaus to think like he was the one who trapped him there when like Ben admitted he was just scared. Either way though. Um, oh, and let's backtrack to Allison. So I don't know. I feel like Allison, you know, got that little like evil, evil little thing in her that's controlled because you saw when she wanted the coffee to go over the man's head in the, in the shot, in the, um, cafe, right? Like her eyes almost turned like this demonic, like this power. So I think there's something there with that too. Um, and then this is, this is like, so now we're getting into the big T. What is this? Like, so, okay. They've obviously time traveled hella times now at this point. And I feel like now the third season is going to address this because anyone who knows the laws of time travel at this point know, like, yo, you can't even like kill a bird because that bird could have like ate, I don't know, like some, some other like small snake or something that was gonna like bite somebody and like then they die and then boom like I don't know but we all have fishes as heads like AJ in 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 season two I know that was like a really wild example but rules of time travel you can't exist very close to yourself and you can't like change anything because you're gonna change everything they was in these timelines doing the absolute most because I don't know about anybody else when they came back and the dad was like, took you long enough. And I was just like, the hell's going on? They're like, this is the Sparrow Academy. So I don't know if he didn't choose them because he couldn't because they messed up the timeline to where who all we know, the kids might've been laid out differently X, Y, and Z or what I think because he is a very like just mean and petty man. I think he saw them as growing ups and was like, nah, I don't want them and chose other people. And then let's talk about the big thing. Ben is now alive and I'm so happy, but I'm sad because I was really crying and grieving his death in season two. Like, I'm like, oh my God, we killed Ben and he's so cute. Hey, and um, now he alive. And so I think he's number one in the Sparrow Academy. And I'm just, I'm just really interested. Cause actually we don't even know if his name is Ben in this one. Like his name could be anything. Like he, this is a whole different timeline. And I'm very ready to see what his character is. Cause you can already tell his character is this really hard, tough dude. Like you could see it. Like he was like, yo, who are these assholes? And it's just like, oh my God. Like who is this dude? And season three, season three, I feel like we, 
have so many ways we could take this. And as crazy as it is, I think season two just left me so all over the place that I don't even know what questions I have. Like, I can honestly say at this point, I'm just like, what is happening? Like, what is happening? And like, on a serious note, like, what's happening with the commission? Like, because I know Herb, I know Herb's running it now. But like, are they going, I think they should go back. And, like, ask themselves, yo, what happened to this timeline? And let's talk about Lila. Was anybody else a little, like, what? When, like, when homegirl levitated with the handler? And then you found out she was a special? And this is the thing. I forgot that they don't know that there's more of them. Because if anybody remembers, in the beginning, we know that there's 43 around the world. They didn't know that, apparently, though. So they was all here like, why is she special? And I think that's also going to be something that's going to be addressed in season three. So I think the big things that are now these conversations, and I definitely feel like season three is going to add, is like, number one, who are they? Who is this dad? And like, where honestly did they come from? Because I think a lot of egos are going to be played with because not for nothing. You know, still only 43 special is like, what, 43 out of how many people in the world? But still... I feel like they're going to be a little bit intimidated knowing that you have all these other people out there that are super when it's like it's not just fixated on you. And especially if these young people were in the house with the dad at this present day and time in 2019, then you know that he did something different with raising him because they were all still in that house. So that's number one. Number two, Harlan has something to do with all of this. I don't know what... And again, maybe that's why he had to choose different people because you let this 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 special kid kind of like um, go now wherever he went because technically now he's a special too. Like he he has these powers, which I don't know, y'all. I think he had. I just think he's unlocked. So I think we gotta address Harlan, the commission. What is what is their what is their now role in everything? Because I don't. It's not to say I, I think we're done with the time travel, but I think that we're gonna take a pause on time travel and really address some other issues. Okay, that's my bit. And I think the final question I have, which is like huge, who the hell is their dad? He's a whole alien, yo. Like, does anybody else want to know? Or are these just my questions? Okay. So, again, I'm just having different um like I said fun with the podcast at this point trying to plan out and see best layouts best this best that but continue to listen to older episodes continue to listen to the episodes I'll be dropping for you we have a wonderful wonderful episode next week with my good friend and author Jonathan Azar so keep a listen out for that and we are almost like I said at a thousand downloads and once we get to a thousand I got a cute little change in our podcast for y'all so i'm so excited so thank you again my name is shine tyler jacobs this is as i was saying podcast make sure you subscribe to our podcast my podcast actually it is our podcast y'all if you're listening then you're part of the community so make sure you subscribe to this on apple podcast leave a comment have a like go on and um ig join our conversations and yeah like I'm just very happy to see how far this podcast has grown and I'm excited for many more episodes. Enjoy the rest of your week, y'all.